This hour of broadcasting brought to you by TwoWayRadioCenter.com, the Motorola value-added reseller. Welcome to the Church Safety and Security Broadcast with the Church Safety Guys. Brought to you by Vigilant Impact. The Church Safety Guys is a nonprofit organization dedicated to equipping the vigilant, those men and women who stand watch, keeping our houses of worship and places of faith safe. We believe church safety and security must be a ministry first and have engaged servant leaders who continually strive for excellence and teams of motivated volunteers that are always training. Join us for the next hour as the Church Safety Guys unpack safety, security, leadership, and ministry operations with your hosts, Dr. James McGarvey and Mike Scully. This broadcast is also available on YouTube, your favorite podcast platforms, churchsafetyguys.com, and on the original Church Security app. Download it today. Feel free to like, subscribe, and share with your ministry. Hello and welcome to the Church Safety and Security Broadcast with the Church Safety Guys. I am James, and once again on another broadcast, joined by my co-host Mike and guest host Jared. I, I say that, but it's not really my program tonight or on this broadcast because we turned it over to Jared. So it's usually who he's hornswoggled to get to come on the broadcast <laughs> yeah it's good good to be here uh not almost didn't kind of had a uh i don't know if it was COVID or what it was but uh had quite the week here so i thought well, COVID expired so did what? i and i thought <laughs> i thought once once you had it and then had it the second time and it got less and that it was actually weakening no, this actually kicked my butt a lot more than any other time that I've had it. So, I'm glad glad you're back, and yeah, I'm glad to be back as a recurring guest host. Fortunately, I've got uh, friends that are way cooler than me that I can invite on, and we can we can <laughs> learn from. So, um, I always look forward to this broadcast and uh, hanging out with with both of you guys and and uh, talking oh. through <laughs> church safety and security and what. How, what we can learn from from dis- different aspects of it. It's almost as fun as alligators, raccoons, and low hanging ceilings. Well, you know, <laughs> I was going to say something like, "We'll have to pay you. <laughs> we'll have to give you the twenty bucks later for for all of that stuff, Jared." <laughs> well, it you would definitely be better off spending twenty bucks on a radio ad. I've got a face for radio, so we'll uh, yeah, we can go into negotiations for that. It's great that most of our audience actually listens to the recording, not the video. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome. If this is the the first time that you've been back with us in a while, or this is your first time at all, uh, we we appreciate you hanging out with us for the next hour. Uh, as always, you can reach out to us through our website, which is churchsafetyguys.com. and uh, if we can be of any help to you or your uh, place of worship, 
uh, in the church safety and security realm, please feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to help you. And then, uh, as always, there's plenty of resources available on our church security app, which is free to download, free to register. And uh, you can certainly go on there and um, take advantage of that for your for your team and uh, hopefully be blessed. But as always, uh, we're we're here for for you and um, certainly thankful. I know like Mike's had a crazy week with being sick and and all that fun stuff. I've had a crazy, crazy week adding another another uh church safety guy to the the mix so if you if you didn't see that we um we actually added uh glenn uh, evans will be joining our our ministry and helping us out and i'm excited about that another nope. fellow well, ohioan <laughs> yeah that that ohio a jared we're gonna have to do something about that we're we're getting outnumbered up there yeah, those Mister Midwestern folks know how to know how to band together. <laughs> well, Glenn is a a fantastic guy. Certainly, no stranger to church safety and security. He's been um, he's been doing uh, church safety and security uh, actually around the the U.S. since I think two thousand nine, and has has uh, trained hundreds, if not thousands, of churches and has uh, created certainly an enormous amount of videos and online content. And so we're, we're excited that uh, he is actually going to join us and, and uh, help with some of our online um, online offerings uh, for, for churches. And then certainly also um, he's going to be helping actually helping with, with training. So it'll be great to have another, individual in Ohio, uh, for me anyway, but I think next, what is it next weekend? Um, he's helping a church and he's already reached out and said, Hey, do you want to come out? So I'll be, I think probably driving out next weekend to, to visit him on site. And you realize the more friends you gather, James, the busier your calendar gets. Yep. (laughs) It's It's seemingly that way. Like we were yeah, sitting funny there, say, funny how it works, right? We're looking yeah. at, we're like, okay, we're going into Q2 here and we're like, okay, it, it's good. We've already kind of uh, um, had the conference and we've already kind of done the different. So we're, we're actually in good shape because we don't have a May conference this year. And I'm like, okay, it's going to be a quiet <laughs> quarter. No, let's, let's actually add to the ranks and onboard yet another member. And let's tackle a whole bunch of behind the scenes technology stuff. All at the same time. So uh, God always has other plans when we think we're going to have a, a, an easy day. Well, you know, it's it's funny you say that because we do. Uh, it it does seem like it comes in interesting timing. But, yeah, um, we I honestly I, I wasn't really planning on having a conversation with Glenn. And we ended up at the same event, which was the. um what was it? The, uh, the first responder event that was out in Dayton that, uh, we had the guys, guys on, um, a little couple of episodes ago. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and so, uh, I happened to run into him and we happened to, to be talking and, um, 
you know, it was just one of those things where I, I walked away and we ended up doing the O'Fallon concert concert conference. And then, um, you know, it just, it worked out. And so it's, it's one of those things to me, you know, where I feel like, you know, God's working in the details and, uh, just bringing, bringing the right things at the right time. So, um, I'm thankful, at least thankful for the opportunity, certainly to grow and, and, uh, and do stuff, um, with, with you guys. And then last, <clears throat> what was it last week, two weeks ago, um, uh, I finished the CPS training with the, with the Ohio Crime Prevention Association, which I was excited about. And, um, you know, we've already had quite a few churches reach out to us, even in a short span and ask us to come out and do assessments and different things like that. So it's always, it's always good to have an extra set of hands for sure. And that's something we never anticipated taking off is the, the assessment side was, was certainly something we've done enough with our churches and, but it, it, I mean, it's like up 300% this year over last year. So um, it's, it's pretty crazy. So it's good. Yep. And we'll see what, see what comes down the pike. We've certainly got some other stuff that we're kicking around and, and trying to figure out logistics of. So it, it will definitely be an interesting, interesting thing. So, yeah, no, no shortage of fun. That's for sure. For sure. I just, I have to get back into my, my habit of writing and pick up. That's like the one thing I keep, keep looking at, uh, at my list of things. And I'm like, you know, I really need to, to pick up the next book in the, the ministry life cycle series. And, uh, I haven't, I haven't added anything to that list in a while. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to say anything. It, it, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be pleasant. (laughs) You just, you just, this is a, a a Christian based broadcast. I'm sorry. So well, we already have a backlog as it is. Yeah. Yeah. You just need a long flight, James. Crank out a book or two on a long flight, and and then. Uh... Yeah, you say that, but you know, my wife is has been actively trying to to squeeze in a family vacation, and it's really funny because there's there's two places that actually came up. One place is uh, Washington, Seattle, which is about a four hour flight. <laughs> And then the other place is actually Israel. Uh, we've we've been talking about going to Israel for our twentieth anniversary, which we never never really celebrated. So we were talking about trying to do that, and I'm like, you realize like flying out there is like I don't twelve hours, fifteen hours. So I'm like, okay, well, your your wishes. <laughs> That's a whole book series, Mike. He, he could easily crank out an entire new line of. of I'm I'm sitting material. on this this plane, yeah, and I'll be like, I'm not talking to either one of you at all, because <laughs> you're just going to give me more stuff to to work on on my computer while I'm halfway over the Atlantic Ocean. Well, we can't help that we had to pause the series a little bit because of God inspired us to kind of put together the four pillars as a book, not just a seminar topic. And uh, it, <laughs> it went from being about us and, and, and our ministry 
to realizing that it's not just about us, it's really about the ministry itself. And so we found a way to take it from a very biographical type seminar topic into a very teaching foundational pillars topic that churches are now using as part of their quarterly trainings. And so they're unpacking a different pillar each quarter and, and using that as foundational material for growing and, and driving the excellence into their team. So it, it's, it's pretty amazing. So that was a detour sure. we didn't know God was going to take. For sure. And uh, just in case I didn't mention it, there is the uh, Church Security Essentials Conference that we did in St. Louis in March. Um, all of those episodes are available for online streaming, uh, and you can go to our website and uh, access those. So there's a couple of different options. There's there's an option to rent them individually, or if it's something you want to share with your church, you're welcome to do that. And um, then um, all of, and, and again, all of the proceeds for that just goes straight back into the ministry and uh, enables us to, to bring more content and conferences. So uh, without further eloquence, I will throw it over to Jared and uh, he can introduce our guest. Yeah, I'm really excited to have our, our guest on tonight. Uh, this guest is uh, a team lead. I didn't have to go too far uh, to get this guest. Uh, he's a team lead uh, here at Rock Point uh, for us. Um, has become a really good friend. I joke about the Midwesterners, but um, whenever I can steal one, I do. Uh, he moved here from Iowa a few a couple years ago, and uh, he's actually a sergeant at a local agency. And and so we're going to bring in uh, my friend Clay Leonard, uh, like I said, who's a sergeant, has, uh, uh, works locally, um, actually took an, an hour break uh, to join us from an undisclosed conference room uh, <laughs> here in Arizona. And um, yeah, Clay, Clay has been, uh, like I said, just a great friend and incredible team leader. Um, and w the reason I brought Clay on is, is uh, mainly because he does such an amazing job of bridging the gap between our ministry that we do here at Rock Point as safety and security and really takes that ministry um, to his fellow officers on the street, uh, as well as those people that he deals with. Um, and I'm not going to, I'm going to let Clay introduce himself, but I also know that he's a humble guy and um, his experience and uh, the things that God has allowed him to be a part of and, and involved in um, is, is incredible. And I think there's a lot of crossover, Clay, that, that we've talked about between uh, both ministering to your law enforcement in the church, um, but how you approach your shift on a daily basis and how we can approach our shifts um, each week that we come and, and serve the local body. So, uh, Clay, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then, uh, yeah, we'll jump into some good stories and, and great takeaways, hopefully. Okay, sounds good. Uh, first of all, thank you. I'm humbled by uh, very kind words. Um, I appreciate that a lot. Um, as Jared told you, I'm a Midwest boy. I'm from Iowa. I grew up in a small town in southwest Iowa called uh, Orient. I had uh, 30 in my graduating class, uh, but I came from a very rural um area with a bunch of hardworking people, um, great people. So I'm very fortunate and thankful for that. Got to grow up around that. So um, from there, I uh, went into law enforcement back in about 2007. It would have been fall of 2007. 
Uh, I was hired by an agency there in central Iowa, small town as well. Uh, we had about 15 officers on the agency there. Um, and I served there for about five and a half years where then I was a deputy sheriff at the Dallas County Sheriff's Office in Iowa there. Um, and I was a patrol deputy. Um, and that's really uh, where I got a lot of my training um, for hostage and crisis negotiating um, and really got to, I guess, dig deeper into that and learn a lot more and then use those skills that I've been blessed with. Uh, I love talking to people. I love people. So um, I was able to dig into that and then learn more um, and how to use those skills that God has blessed me with. And then not only have I been blessed with those, then how to use those on a daily basis and or uh, in situations where you know you have stressful situations or people that are at their lowest of lows and they call us um, because they don't know who else to call. Um, but uh, from there, uh, went through some uh, just trials and tribulations in life that we all go through. Um, but it, uh, my wife and I really prayed about it back in 2019, uh, really started praying about all right, God, we want to get more involved in our church. Um, we want to be more involved. We want to do more. We want to do more for you. Um, and voila, uh, God opened these doors down here in Arizona. Um, with that said, obviously, we really wanted to be here as well. So we prayed about that. But uh, uh, but uh, we just prayed that uh, we could find a place in Arizona that we could uh, kind of continue our family or grow our family, I should say. We have two daughters, beautiful daughters. Um, grateful for them as well. Um, but, uh, during that transition from, I would hear, we were praying that we would find a church, um, that we could be a part of and really be fed and, and, and all that. So, um, the spring of 2020, uh, we came down, actually it was, I'm a correction. It was, uh, the winter of 2019. Um, my wife and I came down. There wasn't much going on that time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't a lot. No, uh, but uh, my wife and I um, actually came down to visit some other family that were down here, and my uh, family actually suggested that we try Rock Point Church. They had heard about it. They had never been there either, and they're like, hey, we'd love you to go try uh, or go see this campus and, and church with us. And, um, awesome. Absolutely. Uh, so we went there for a Sunday service, and um, of course, as soon as we get on Rock Point uh, facility there, or I'm sorry, the campus, um, we were greeted uh, by several people that were smiling and happy. And of course, the weather was amazing. So uh, right away, we were like, okay, really liking this. Um, but anyway, uh, what was really cool was um, when my wife and I went into uh, this, the sanctuary area to then begin services and all that, uh, the praise band came on. <clears throat> and I look over at my wife and she's just crying. I'm like, whoa, you okay? You know, um, it gets me teary a little bit because we've been praying for so long to find somewhere that we felt embraced, loved, um, felt the Holy spirit. And, um, that was it. My wife said, this is where we're meant to be. Um, it was really cool. Um, and during that sermon too, pastor Bill was talking about how, um, he was on a bungee doing a bungee jump. And instead of waiting for the count of three, it was one, two jump. He didn't even wait for three. And the guy's like, wait, hold on. He's like, what did I do? Um, Anyway, so basically, <laughs> Pastor Bill said, if you're waiting for somebody to, to count to three and then say jump, why are you waiting? God's calling you to do something. Listen. And my wife and I are like, whoa, blown away three times now. Um, so third luck was the charm, I guess. So uh, we found ourselves at Rock Point. Um, then once we moved down here uh, and then met Jared uh, during, uh, I believe it was for the volunteer connection and all that, where you can volunteer uh, at, at the church there. And of course, with my law enforcement uh, experience and then my 
uh, current law enforcement experience here in the state of Arizona. Um, I met up with Jared and kind of talked to him a little bit about uh, what I felt God was calling me to do. But during the course of that was really cool is uh, I mentioned that I was a hostage and crisis negotiator as well. And Jared was like, ah, I've been praying for a guy like you to come in here that he can <laughs> teach us how to talk to people. And more than anything, um, to have God use you to speak to others as well. Um, we all know that God will use other people to speak to us um, in many different ways, right? So uh, I was humbled that Jared was so welcoming and so um, willing to trust me. Um, but what was really cool is just how he embraced me and then allowed me to just say, run with it, Clay. Um, God's blessed you, take it, you know, kind of thing. So um, from there, obviously, then I joined the team. I was a, a team member for, gosh, very, I think it was a short amount of time, Jared, if I remember right. Um, yeah, a handful and, of months, six months, maybe. Yeah, it was really <laughs> short. Um, and then he asked me one one day, we were at uh, church there and said, hey, uh, have you ever thought about uh, being a team lead for our church uh, safety and security? One of our team members, I'm like, uh, I would love to. I'd be humbled. I'd be honored. Um, grateful that you'd even think of me. I, I still look at myself as kind of that little Midwest small town Iowa boy that's <laughs> kind of back over there. And, and, um, when people call upon me, I'm like, yay, you know? Um, so <laughs> from there, uh, I was able to, um, kind of really, I guess, dig into really what God wanted me to do, uh, not only for law enforcement, but what can I do outside of law enforcement and still give back to others and share what knowledge I have, the experience I have. And then, uh, just my love for people. Uh, I, I, I love people. I just, I, I feel so, I guess it makes me so happy when I get to see people. It's like that little puppy dog, right? Um, so uh, anyway, I was able to um, kind of take that team lead role. And again, Jared has been amazing and supporting me with that. And um, I, humbled by all the, the stuff that he's allowed me to share and all that. So. Yeah, he has a way of of jumping in there and convincing people to um, to kind of like him. I'm not really sure why that is, but he's <laughs> he's a pretty cool guy. Yeah, yeah no, nobody's figured out nobody's figured out what it is that I do, but uh, yeah. No, I, and he said it well earlier too. I I truly uh, embrace our friendship. Uh, you know, you it's funny we'll see each other in passing, kind of, and it's like we just instantly like, hey, we hug like we've. We've been brothers for years, um, you know, and, and you look at it and it's been two and a half, almost three years and it feels like a lifetime. So um, he has that aura about him as well. So <laughs> it's, it's interesting, Clay. I want to pick up on on something that you said, because there's a similarity there. So I kind of I, I feel that moment that you talked about it in the sense that when you felt God was sending you to Arizona, that a that there was interest, but it, the, but you felt like it was a send me moment. Um, in 2019, similar timing, a little bit ahead of yours, I think, uh, God actually moved us from uh, the frozen chosen state of Massachusetts Ooh. down to Austin, Texas. And so that was a radical shift for our family. We had no family here, uh, but God had better plans and, and knew Amen. better than we did. So we got down here in 2019 and little did we know that for the following year after uh, taking that leap of faith and stepping out of that boat and walking on that water, we found out every day either some really great reason it was good to be here in Texas 
or some really great reason it was good to be not in Massachusetts. <laughs> and so every single day something came on and it was just it. affirmation yeah, uh, of man. continual. So I, I totally know that idea is that, that, that jump is, is not a, you don't wait, you just go. And that when you realize that you truly have his voice and you're listening the amazing things that that lines up is just just unreal. So I wanted to share that with you because the, the 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 timing is uncanny. But it, the amazing things God can do and to put you in the right place um, is, is pretty powerful. Absolutely, uh, yeah, well said. For sure, Amen. I and you know honestly, we had a similar situation happen with my wife and I with the church that that we have been attending now for the last fifteen years and. Um, you know, we, we moved similar, similar to you guys. And we were praying for a church cause we hadn't been involved with one. We wanted to be involved with one and we walk in and actually ended up meeting and walking straight into, uh, basically meeting one of the pastors who is now one of my best friends at that church. But, uh, it was, it was just one of those weird coincidences, which probably isn't a coincidence. It was probably <laughs> a God thing, but, you right. know, walking in, it's like, you know, we just happened to bump into this family and he's like, Hey, I'm one of the pastors here. Can I show you around? Um, Hey, your kids ages are about the same as my kids ages. And, you know, the rest is, the rest is kind of history. So it's, right. it, and, you know, looking back even now, you know, ministry and, how, um, you know, God used that to connect us to the right church at the right time, you know, looking back over 15 plus years of, you know, church ministry and everything else. It's, I still laugh about that because it's like, you know, I couldn't have planned it any better either. So it's always cool right. when, when God shows up like that. Absolutely. His timing is perfect and we may not understand it sometimes or why can't it happen sooner? Um, for sure. Yeah. We all know here that when it happens, it's like, okay, yep, you definitely knew God better than I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's that, it's, it's not the, I wonder if it's that this is a no duh moment, you know? Yep. And yep. yeah, I think, and, and the thing that struck me about Clay and, and I look back at my law enforcement career and I, I, I feel like I missed a lot of opportunities to use that for ministry. I very much had kind of my church life and then I had my work life and, and rarely did those two meet. And when it did, it was a really awkward uh, mm -hmm. situation um, that I didn't know how to navigate well. And so uh, one of the things that I, I love about Clay is that um, his love for God and his love for people uh, transcends uh, whether he's at work or whether he's at church, whether he's serving uh, the least of these in their worst of their moments or or fellow uh, fellow officers and, and law enforcement um, both at his job and and here at church. And so, um, Clay, talk to us a little bit about, because I, I think the similarities in people often call law enforcement uh, on their worst day. And if it's not a life-threatening emergency um, and they have some faith basis, they will often reach out to God or, or the physical presence of his people um, uh, on their worst day. And so, Talk to us a little bit about your where that love for people comes from, and uh, maybe some some unique uh, or interesting uh, opportunities that you've had to to apply those those gifts and skill sets. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, one of the commandments is you know love, right? So um, I, I I felt like God has always 
blessed me with kind of a guy that's always kind of wears his heart on his sleeve too, I guess, so to speak. Um, I, growing up, I always was, uh, I guess a kid that always was like, Hey, how you doing? Hey, you okay? You know, lift people up kind of. Um, and again, that was obviously God working. It wasn't necessarily the, the clay, but, uh, during the course of all this, obviously, um, and learning how people react to things and all that sometimes, what is it that pastor Bill always says to hurt people, hurt people. But if I can be that, that kind of that bridge to get them away from the hurt, what can I do that God would want me to do? So obviously I try to listen, but I love them and remind them too, that they are cared for. They're worthy. They are loved. Um, and then also in my interactions with people, when I carry myself, um, I just, I've had people come up to me before um, on the street that we're dealing with uh, homelessness and stuff like that. It's unfortunately going on a lot of places right now. Um, but with homelessness, uh, a lot of those people uh, do love God, um, but they kind of been hurt and kind of through their trials and tribulations have kind of gotten away from God. So my my goal, I guess, is each day if I can serve the Lord by just planting that mustard seed of faith back into them and let the Holy Spirit work from there, then um, that's that's one step closer or that's one thing that's bringing them a little bit closer to God. And if they have a little bit of time to talk, um, I absolutely do it. Um, and then I'll also check back up on them. But uh, the biggest thing I have found that reminding them that Jesus loves them and loves me equally. Um, they are just as worthy of his love as I am. And um, it, it's amazing how many of them will be brought to tears when I remind them that they are loved. Um, and just that little bit of hope, a uh, little bit of love goes a long ways. Um, sometimes I'll see them a few weeks later and and they'll even, they're like, hey, I remember you, uh, Le uh, Sergeant Leonard. I'm like, yeah, how's it going? Um, anyway, they said they always remember our, my conversation and they're thankful that God brought our paths together and crossed, even if it was just for a brief moment. So I guess the big thing is, is I always, as I, especially when I come into work, I always pray, Lord, I just pray that every step I take is in your glory. Every breath that I breathe is in your glory. And everything I say that comes out of my mouth is of you, Lord. Um, I'm not perfect. Um, and when I, when I do things, I'm like, oh, that was, uh, I guess, uh, shouldn't have done that or said that or whatever. I quickly correct myself um, and remind myself, though, that that little error, I'm, I'm forgiven. But uh, guide in a way and lead in a way that God would want me to. Um, and that will transpire to others as well. So that's kind of one way I, I, I try to, I guess, take the day on. And then during the course of my duties uh, while I'm, I'm at work and stuff, obviously, I... I um, always carry that in my heart um, and talking to people. I, I remember an incident where um, I actually was going to a tent to talk to somebody and somebody in the community stopped me and, and thought that I was there to harass uh, these individuals. And little did they know at that time, actually I'd had a conversation with this gentleman several days prior to, um, and that during the course of the citizens encounter in mine, they found out my love for God and that I'm actually not there to serve in a capacity to harass or put people out or hurt them. I'm actually there to love on them and love them like God would want me to love them. And, and reminded them as well that um, we are equal in this world and that God loves us all. And uh, anyway, by the time we were done with the conversation, obviously went more in depth, but uh, by the end of the conversation, uh, I remember her leaving and she rolled down her window. She's like, you just made my day. And I thought, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, but that was all God. That wasn't me. That was um, something that, I was able to express and kind of share and change that opinion of somebody, um, maybe remind them too that they're loved. So 
Um, and then obviously when I go to church, then I, if needed at the capacity of, um, I guess the, the peace officer in me, so to speak, um, I try to more than anything, when I go to church and serve at uh, Rock Point for safety and security, one thing I want to do also is amongst our team, so to speak, is make sure that I get the uh, time to talk to each individual on our team and find out how they're doing, see how their day's going, their week's going, their month. Um, some of us are going through a lot. Um, and it's more than just maybe having that cop mind and, hey, I'm going to go around and make sure that, uh, you know, uh, this person doesn't, uh, I don't know, speed through here or something. I'm just using an example. Uh, but more than anything, checking on our own people and making sure they're okay as well. Um, because it, obviously in this position as a team lead, uh, God has me and wants me to do more than just be, hey, I'm the team lead here. Look at me. We're going to march here, do this kind of thing. No, it's it's going to be ministering to our own as well as anybody that comes on the campus. Um, and that's my biggest thing or biggest prayer that I have every time I go in there is even if I'm having a bad day, um, I pray for strength to get through that because I know with God, that'll be possible. And I know I can be there and get through that and be there for them. Um, I've gotten to learn a lot about people uh, on our team, but They've also helped me too, and they may not know that, uh, but maybe they help me as well. So really, it's a blessing for both of us uh, to minister together and come together and then serve at Rock Point um, the best we almost, can. You know, so. Almost like a spiritual beat, Clay. Absolutely. It's like you're you're, you're, you're kind of walking a spiritual beat with the team members, and yes. it's great. I mean, it, it, James and I have unpacked that a lot in our book, uh, Engage, because it's really – you have to engage these people as individuals, not taskmongers. I Absolutely. mean, you're, you're, they're not just there to stand the post. They're not just there to fill a roster. They're, they're, they're literally there to serve the same church that we're serving as leaders. And we got to make sure they see us as humans, as not just, yeah, we're their boss. Yes, we're the lead of that team. But at the same point, that's really from an incident and, and structure and so that we can teach and nurture and learn. But it's it's amazing the number of times that you get the 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 three-headed look coming back at you when you kind of like uh reach out to somebody like that or yeah. worse you you actually text them in the middle of the week and they're like is there an emergency or something or yes. what's going like they don't expect it but now that now the guys do i mean it's kind of common common at this point so it's it's nice that you've you've bridged those worlds together um and that you've managed to kind of take that duty, if you will. And that's why I kind of refer to it. I almost picture it as you were talking about, it, I saw it as a beat is yes. you literally kind of beating it across and, and, and walking that. Um, I, I really wonder, do you, uh, does your, does your chief uh, create a, a good spiritual environment as well? I mean, uh, we're blessed. Uh, my chief is, is he's always using scripture here and there. I mean, uh, our, our volunteer meeting that he had just two weeks ago, um, both he and our commander, uh, both use scripture in, in our, in their presentation and, and they're, they're very in love for God and, and they don't mind wearing it on their sleeve and they don't mind saying it in public because there's press conferences and he's out there and he's putting it right out in front of everybody too. So I was just curious if you have that modeled in yours as well. Yes. Um, what was really cool is when we just got a new, uh, chief of police here, Oh, about a little over a year ago. He's from another uh, agency here in Arizona. And um, one of my first conversations with him 
uh, because uh, I'm, I guess I, I don't really hide anything as far as like um, my faith. Uh, so one of my very first conversations with him was how faith I am, how strong I am in my faith. And I truly believe uh, that God has me here for a reason, has him here for a reason. Um, it was really cool because I think the next things out of his mouth is that that's one of the things I love about you, Clay. Um, so yes, he's very, great. Uh, allows that he's open to that. Yes. He is a faith uh, based man as well. He believes in God. Um, I'm grateful for that. I've been fortunate where I've had some really good leadership, um, in law enforcement where they have allowed me to either volunteer at churches or allow me to express my faith in God, um, and not be held back. Um, and he's that way as well. And, uh, uh, it's, I'll see him in the parking lot, and, you know, hey, Clay, how's it going? I'm grateful, blessed, and I thank the Lord for another day. And he's, amen, you know. So, um, yes, he does allow um, me to express my faith, and then my command staff's the same way. Um, that's why they're letting me, I should say, allow me, even though, uh, you know, I'm at work, they allow me this time away so I can do this as well, because they know how important that is uh, to me and, and to others as well. So, uh, mm. absolutely. It's amazing. 100%. Um, grateful. So. Praise God for sure. I, I love, I want to go back real quick to, to what Mike said a minute ago with, with the engagement. And that's kind of what popped into my, my head as well is the connection between you as a team leader caring for the folks that you serve with. And, you know, a, a lot of times, I mean, we've being in public safety, or having experience in public safety, you see things that the average person doesn't, doesn't typically see. And so you start to develop yeah. like this, um, kind of attitude towards, okay, well, I'll handle it. I'll problem solve. I'll fix this, you know, whatever the situation <laughs> comes in. But what's, what's always crazy to me is being in that, that position, the leadership position, oftentimes, um, the folks that are serving with you look at you like, Hey, you're the special person that, you know, nothing can, you know, nothing can impact you. Nothing can, <laughs> can phase you because, you know, you've dealt with it all. And it's like, you know, I've had that conversation several times with folks where I've said, look, you know, I'm here to serve just like you are. And, um, you know, I've looked for opportunities to connect with individuals at, at my church that I serve with. And I think honestly that that truly, um, truly is the difference between having a, a, a ministry first attitude and a, a heart for ministry and, um, you know, just, just running a regular, you know, security group. It's, right. it's the, the fact that you're pouring in with as much enthusiasm into the people around you, you know, that are serving and giving of themselves and kind of taking, just taking that a step further. So, um, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate the fact that, that you do that because, um, not everybody does. And that, you know, that certainly makes a, a difference, um, as far as, you know, just, just trying to have the ministry first attitude and, and, uh, and move forward. So, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, um, as a team lead, uh, I I'm again, very humbled and I feel like God has given me an opportunity, um, to make an impact too, because sometimes we have a very small window and in leadership, we all know that 
um, you can miss miss that opportunity or you can say, no, I'm all in, Lord. Um, give me those tools and uh, get me through these times, even when I'm like we're talking about earlier, like when I'm down or I might be having a day where I'm a little tired. But I'm like, all right, um, God has given me a, a wonderful gift and I don't want to lose that gift and I don't want to see it pass. Um, and that's where it comes back again when you check in with your team. Um, they may lift you up, too. So it's all encompassing, you know, um, and then you got the the word, the truth, the Bible to to guide you along the way. So, yeah, I think the uh, the thing that I love is, is, you know, Mike, Mike called it walking the spiritual beat, um, whether you are heading into work uh, to to work an actual beat or oversee people, at, you know, work in actual beats or whether you're coming to church. Um, that ministry mindset starts before you ever get to work. Whether yes, it's here absolutely. or whether it's it's uh, at your your local department, um, as as you said, driving in beforehand, uh, really praying. All right, Lord, give me give me the eyes to see what what you would want me to see. Give me the words to speak. Um, you know, and and He equips the called, but He also calls the equipped. Um, <laughs> That's right. And yeah, I think of uh, was it about a month ago? We were we were catching up. Um, I'm very blessed. We have Saturday and Sunday services, and uh, I generally don't make it to both weekend days every week because uh, I have leadership that I can trust to to cover things. And uh, this was a Saturday that I was catching up with Clay, and all of a sudden somebody goes, that couple over there on the patio is getting pretty heated. <laughs> and um, I don't even remember. You talked to him more than I did. I yeah. The cool thing was here, I'm, I'm the director of safety and security, and I just rolled up to join in Clay's conversation to learn from him and how he was interacting with, with the <laughs> husband in this case. Um, but yeah, Clay, tell us a little bit about uh, when, you're, when you're at church. You know, you expect when you're at work, you're going right. to get a domestic violence call a shift. You're going to get an angry motorist. You're going to get all those calls. Um, I think people have this idea that we're going to go to church and we're going to put on a happy face and everything's fine. Um, so tell us a little bit about the the surprise, both to yeah. those on the patio and, and the couple that, that you got to talk with that day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, yes, it, it was a Saturday. I serve on Saturdays. Um, my work schedule um, is Sunday through Wednesday. So Saturdays are awesome. Plus I love it because I feel like Saturdays are the day that uh, you have opportunities to do other things, but instead we're going to go serve at, at church. So uh, it was a Saturday. Um, actually another guy came up to me and was like, Hey, I, I think there's a uh, husband and wife out here that aren't very happy and they're starting to yell and raise their voice. And I'm like, okay. I, so I walked over just a little bit closer and kind of stood back from a distance and just kind of watched a little bit because, um, it's an opportunity for either them to work through it or seek, uh, maybe some, uh, pastoral services or possibly we need to ask them to separate and go their own way. So it was kind of that, I have an opportunity I can either invoke my peace officer power, so to speak, and say, hey, you can't do this. You're going to be asked to leave. Or I could come at it at a ministry mindset. Um, at that moment, I chose to obviously still have a little bit of that uh, peace officer mindset. But more than anything, uh, I'm here at the church to serve the Lord. So I'm going to go out at a ministry mindset. Um, as he be as the gentleman began to raise his voice and everything, there were people out on the patio area, too. Um, and I remember I told um, one of my, uh, others that were serving as well, I told them, I'm going to go talk to the man. Um, cause he got up and kind of slammed his book down. Uh, actually, I think he slammed the Bible on the table. Um, and then got up and walked away. And I told him, Hey, you go talk to the female, check on her. I'm going to go talk to this gentleman. 
uh, and see what's going on. Um, but as he's walking away pretty quickly, um, I just, I just kind of talked to him in a gentle voice. I didn't yell like, Hey, I need you to stop. Um, it was one of those, sir, do you mind if I talk to you for a moment? And he didn't say anything. So I kind of walked a little bit faster and I said, sir, I said, my name is Clay. I'm part of the ministry team here. Um, and the safety and security, do you mind if I talk to you for a moment? And he stopped and I just, he did it like an about face and looked at me and I walked up to him. I said, sir, um, I could hear you and your wife. Um, my understanding is probably your wife uh, having a disagreement on the patio. Um, can you tell me what's going on? Are you guys okay? We're here as a church. We want to be here to support you um, in times that, you know, may be difficult marriage or anything in life. And uh, actually the gentleman opened up uh, pretty well. He was uh, first telling me that, you know, um, I, he kind of vented more than anything too, but uh, really let me know what the disagreement was in pretty, pretty good detail, actually. Um, so I learned a lot about the gentleman pretty quickly, uh, but I listened to him. And then after he did that and he was upset, I'm going to leave and all this, my next words um, out of my mouth were, what can I do to pray for you then? And then uh, he kind of looked at me and I said, can I have your name? I just, first name's fine too. I don't have to have anything more than that, but can I have your first name so I can pray for you? I can pray for you and your wife um, and uh, be here for you guys, et cetera. And he told me his name um, and I said, okay, I want to pray for you um, because we all have um, hard times in marriage. I've been there myself. Um, and, but what I have found though, is when you get people around you, um, that can pray for you and keep you guys kind of on that track, then, um, it's amazing what God can do and restore your marriage, you know? So, um, we were able to talk to him, get him calmed down. Um, he was very grateful. And then, uh, Jared walked up as well as we were kind of finishing up the, or actually it was about mid conversation, I guess, wasn't Jared, uh, about mid conversation. So. Um, there may be a few little details I left out of there, but essentially um, I was able to get his name, get him calmed down and remind him that uh, we're there to pray for him. And it's more than just a security team and asking him to leave the campus. It was, hey, can you hold on a moment and let us pray for you? So um, it, it, yeah, was, it, was, it was really cool. It's probably the opposite of what he expected. He's getting up, walking away, embarrassed. <laughs> and, and instead of get off my camp, get off my lawn, it yeah, was, lawn. I actually want to engage with you. And um yeah, I think I think about some of the stories you've told me with with successful uh, crisis negotiations, kind of the same thing. Yeah. Um, and some of the de-escalation techniques that you've taught our team, man, that initial contact and the tone and and your body language, um, how important that is. Yeah, very much so. Um, and it's just kind of like at home with your kids, too. Right. Um, they're upset or frustrated instead of yelling at them, uh, maybe come out with a little different approach or something they didn't expect. Uh, but same thing on the street too. Uh, maybe obviously a little bit higher levels, but um, I have used those techniques a lot. I've had, uh, I had a, actually I had a standoff on a highway up in Iowa where we had to shut the highway down for four and a half hours in the middle of winter um, mm. and, and had to negotiate it with a gentleman on the road. Um, and the crazy thing is, is his cell phone ended up dying. Um, the only form of communication we had was to shut all the vehicles off and literally yell at each other. Um, because at that time, that's all we had out in the middle of nowhere in rural Iowa. Um, but anyway, I learned a lot from that, and I was able to use those tools that God has blessed me with, um, patience, and then also listening, and then also showing that when I speak, it's not derogatory or bringing somebody down. It's, hey, we're equal here. Um, you're loved. We're going to get through this. If it's one second at a time, we're getting through this, um, giving that hope as well. Um, but anyway, four and a half hours later, the, the guy surrendered peacefully. Um, he's a homicide suspect. 
um, and he uh, came out peacefully. They would later do a debrief on him um, as we were standing on the side of the road real quick before he went. And basically is, you know, why did you come out? And basically what it was, I trust you. Um, and trust is a big thing um, in so many ways, right? We trust God. Um, we trust our family members. We trust our friends. Um, so trust is huge. So learning to gap those bridges in between and then um, showing a homicide suspect, essentially that, um, you know, we're going to get through this. We're not judge. We're not jury. Um, we're another human being. Um, but uh, it gave him that hope, you know. So it's it, sometimes it is difficult because you don't always 100% get the, you know, surrender every time when you come at that approach. No. Uh, but there is a high percentage. Um, and I always remember, I always picture Jesus being in the boat and there's a storm and he's just like taking a nap, like, Hey, uh, you know, we're all good here, you know, and everybody's panicking and, and he's, you know, fine. Um, my, my thought is, is I try to encompass that as well and remind myself Mm -hmm. that even during the storms, Jesus is calm, he calmed the waters. So, um, I try to embrace that. I try to use that as well. Um, in my daily walk, um, in, in law enforcement. So. I think I think that's an awesome illustration because I think a lot of times as as the uh, the individual you know that's over safety and security or even even if you're in leadership and you're um, you're you're serving in that capacity um, people are looking at you all the time you know at church a hundred percent of the time and just uh mike and i have talked about that before and i know i know that uh jared and i have talked about it as well but it's like you know the the role that is 100 constantly public relations and <laughs> you know everybody's like looking at you okay how is he you know how is he how is the barometer today is he yep. in a good mood is he in a bad mood and um you know, I, I learned that, honestly, I learned that um, quite a few years ago by uh, just different different people in my church feeling comfortable or not feeling comfortable based on my reaction. And when I realized how powerful that was to be able to say, okay, you know what, when I come in, I need to put my game face on, but I also need to be, you know, um, really conveying that culture of safety and and, uh, and security in a positive way, then, you know, it it was amazing to me how many people would come over to me and say, you know, I saw this in the news, but I know that, that you are over this team. You've got a great, you know, great group of people and I appreciate how you serve and I'm comfortable coming and worshiping because I know you guys have this and I don't have to, you know, I don't have to have that fear. Right. So to me, I mean, that's just, that's, that's an awesome thing, but yeah, absolutely. It it seems like all of the time, um, that's one of the things that, that sometimes we miss that it's, you know, how you, how you hold yourself, how you carry yourself in that, um, makes all the difference in the world because people are always watching. Yes. I feel like we're missing an opportunity here in the sense that, uh, we don't have the cool gadgets like radio shows where we got can, <laughs> can get these cool sounds. But I feel like <laughs> in more times tonight, I think, than, than the average episode, I think when there's just something that is so not just so well said, but literally demonstrated of how you handled it, 
is the epitome of what we're always talking about on this show is the idea that 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 like it's gold. That's yeah. the way that's the gold standard. That's the way it should be done. So I think when we hear those things, I'd love to just play a little gong sound or something. <laughs> it just is it, it resonates because I want people to realize that what they just heard was was solid gold. That that if they can ascribe to do it exactly that way when they encounter a situation, that's where they'll they'll yield the positive result. Absolutely, um, definitely, and 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 I think um, with the, the human interaction too. Um, the best thing we can do is show love and calmness. Um, and sure. like I said before, uh, like Jesus, I, I, I read in scripture and everything, and then just watching it and really looking at the words and just imagining how calm he was. And it's like, gosh, I want to be like that. Like, that's admirable. Like I, I, I can't fathom how important that is. Um, and so anyway, I try to do that as well. Um, and like we were talking earlier, that feeds off to your team, um, whether, whatever sure. type of leadership you may be in, um, everybody's screaming. You're just like, Hey, it's going to be okay. We'll get through this. There's going to be an end to it. We may not like it or may not be exactly right or perfect, but there will be, uh, and God's going to guide us and no matter what we're going to learn from. It. So, um, but anyway, that was just kind of in, uh, really feeding on, like you said earlier, the, the patience. <laughs> yeah. The feeding to your team is is so true, and I know we've mentioned it before, but the idea is we can be privy to certain pieces of information, uh, whether that be a, a, a threat of some sort, whether that be a bolo, whether that be somebody that that has been known to do something in the past that is now showing up on scene. Well, how we as leaders handle that information dissemination to our team and the tone and, mm. and the level of focus and what's that packaged with determines how the team is going to behave because we can either provide information so that they are factually aware and ready or how we provide them can come off as too excited, too hurried, too, too, too much over the top. And now all of a sudden you have a team that's now ginned themselves up unnecessarily to a level that now says when something does potentially happen, that there now is an opportunity to perhaps apply a little extra grace to go out and engage them. Now they're ginned up and they're, they, they've gone past that point of grace and they're now into security guy mode. Yeah. And <laughs> we, we got to make sure that we're not doing that unnecessarily. So you got to, it's the delivery, but it's also making sure they're receiving that information in a way that's not going to alter their behavior. Absolutely. Um, that very, very important. Um, I think too, when I know when we have some bolos that come in that Jared may send us, or uh, I think I've even sent him some on some other churches that are going on as well. But when you present that to your team, I always like to also uh, present them in some scenarios as well and say, Hey, okay, if this were to happen, this is what we need to do. And this is how we're going to do it and all that. That way, when we're presenting it to them, it's in a calm manner. And then not only that, but I'm empowering them with the ability to handle the situation as well. So that reminds, it gives them confidence if they were to deal with it, and that keeps them calm as well. And then, uh, at the, I guess the icing on the cake at the end is, as I always tell them, but if you have any questions or issues, let me know. I'll be there. Um, uh, but you said that, like you said, presenting them, giving them uh, that scenario, keep calm, um, and this is how we're going to react. Um, I think goes a long ways too. So, yeah, I think. I think one of the things that, that I love about Clay and his leadership that he's shown here and that, that I hear about at uh, 
at his agency is, is he really walks out, you know, Micah six, eight, which is not typically known as a safety and security key verse, but, but the Lord has told you what is good and that what he requires of you is to do what is right, to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. And you come in with verse. You, you come in with that prayerful attitude. You, you walk humbly amongst uh, both your team and those mm-hmm. that God brings to you um, who Thank need you. to see his love um, and that you show them mercy and that ultimately you, you do what's right. And um, that translates uh, and transcends whether you're in uh, law enforcement leadership or business leadership or nursery leadership or, or safety and security. Um, and so, yeah, such such good stuff. I think there was there was more quality content than than fun stories, but but they really they, they went well. We could swap stories all day oh, long, yeah. but, got but eventually you gotta you gotta get you know. Goal, as, it's as funny. It's funny you said that you you use that verse, Jared, um, because I was I was watching a video, a press release before I came on uh, the broadcast from. Uh, Polk County, uh, Florida, you know, the sheriff that's always in the news and he's a, he's a great guy. Well, it was interesting. He did a, he did a release where he, um, he, he fired three deputies and then charged them, uh, with, um, information tampering on one of the arrests that they made. And one of his big things that he said was, you know, we hold, he said, I, I hold my officers to a higher standard of moral and, and ethical, um, standard. And he's like, I I can't ask them to go out and police, you know, the, the citizens in my County when I'm not holding them to a higher standard than what, what I asked those citizens to. And that really struck me, um, in a, in a sense with, with church safety and security, I feel very similar, right? It's like, you know, we're not asking for authority. We're, we're not looking at it like, Hey, we're above everyone else, but we really need to be, um, to a place where we're, uh, we're approachable and without reproach. Right. And so I, I feel like that's where the passage in Micah comes in because, it calls us to a higher standard to say biblically and, you know, morally and ethically, we need to make good choices and make sure that what we're doing is truly God honoring and supporting, you know, the, the ministry and, and mission of the church. Um, but uh, doing that with sometimes doing that with humility is a challenge. And I certainly, I certainly find myself at times struggling with that. It's, it's the, the fine line between, you know, saying do this because I'm in charge of you as a volunteer <laughs> and we need to do this because this is the right thing to do right now, you know, but we've, I think we've all, all four of us have had situations where, you know, we've, we've come across different things where we stepped in and said, you know what, we need to do this this way because that's the way that's, that's God honoring. And I think that makes the, that makes the difference. Absolutely. If only the uh, love our God and walk humbly w- could pack a room for a topic <laughs> like active shooter does. Right, uh, right. <laughs> unfortunately, that's not the case. And that's, that means we try to uncover all of the things on this show and the fact that, the range of church safety and security 
starts with you as just an individual showing up to church. Absolutely. And yes, at the extreme potential end, that that rare situation that you have to step up and do something and, and work in an active threat situation. We hope that your team has had the opportunity to prepare for it. But if there's other things that you haven't prepared for yet, start there. Get the core before you go after the elective. Don't just start buying up training because it says active shooter. You have other things to cover first. Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. So wrapping, I guess wrapping up because we're out of time, I, I would like to, to have you guys, or at least Jared and Clay swap some stories. I'm always, I'm always up for some more stories. <laughs> well, I can tell you, I can tell you a rookie story real quick. It was funny. Um, about this one. Uh, I was an FTO in my first agency and we brought a guy in on a questioning on a, a domestic violence situation. And uh, the guy that was training me was about six, seven Oh, I don't know, close to 300 pounds, just big farm boy. Um, but he was getting later in his year. So um, he was slowing down, I guess, so to speak. But uh, anyway, we're interviewing this guy and I'm in FTO. So he's like, hey, let's go around the corner. We're going to discuss this a little bit and then we'll go back and talk to him. Like, okay, sounds good. So we go around the corner. We're talking. Well, as we're talking, we look out the front window of dispatch and we see this guy running. We're like, gosh, that looks like the guy we were just interviewing. We're like, we look over to our right and there's cameras there. He opened the door and ran out the front door because they're kind of close to the, the uh, front of the PD or the exit door. And he memorized which doors to take and he got the right ones and he ran. Well, anyway, as if we're running down the hallway, my FTO opens the door and says, go get him, play. And I'm like, OK, <laughs> so I'm running down the road and I'm down the sidewalk and he's running. And I said, hey, you better stop. I'm going to catch you. And he He's running, and I remember he looks over his shoulder, and he literally just stops and turns around and puts his hands up. And I'm like, so I run up to him, and I cuff him. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, I knew I could get away from the big guy, but I couldn't get away from you. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. So well, anyway, just a fun little quick, quick awesome. chase uh, run out of the story. So, uh, I learned quick oh. chases quickly as a, as a rookie cop. So. <laughs> that's crazy. It's, that's good, good stuff, though. This Good is uh, this is great, Clay, and I, I look forward to the opportunity that uh, when we make it out to Arizona um, to to say hello. Um, I, I I tell you, Jared, uh, bravo! You, you, the the team you put together, the people you keep bringing on, um, you're doing an amazing work there at Rock Point, and I the the culture is showing it 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 the folks are oozing that culture. And it, it's not just a, a, a talking point. It's not just, hey, this is what you were told to do. You can feel it. You can hear it coming across in the guests that you've brought on. So um, I look forward to the opportunity to, to uh, attend someday. Yeah, I'd love love to love to have you guys out. And, you know, I, I kind of wake up every morning going, Lord, help me not to screw this up because you've given me some <laughs> incredible people. And, and I, don't, I don't quite <laughs> understand it. Um, so if, if, yeah, if I were to get explained, asked to explain how I can say, <laughs> you know, only God, because yeah, I've, I've got so many people on my team that, that I do constantly come to church and, and go, you know, I kind of take care of the administrative stuff and I, I'm able to kind of filter through some things that from the church world and the security first responder world. Um, but ultimately, yeah, God's blessed me with people that I'm constantly learning from. I'm constantly challenged by and, and and pressed to to do better to to follow God in a 
in a in a new and different way that that honors him um, on, a, on a weekly basis. So, um, you know, well, I, I give the kudos back to the Lord and and the people He's brought me. Mike, Mike beat me to it because I was pretty much going to say verbatim the same thing. But I'm like, what in the world? Who did you have to pay to get all of these people on your team? <laughs> and I'm sure I'm sure some of our listeners are are thinking the same thing. Like, what? But well, I, know... I got to say, too, a, a big part of it is is the, the leadership that, that planted the church. Clay mentioned Pastor Bill several times. Um Spoiler alert, he he is confirmed to be a guest here in the next couple months. And and so we're gonna we're gonna dive into some of his engaged leadership principles that, that I've really learned from from being his friend for 20 years and, and working for him um under his leadership and as well as uh some insights on how to how to really melt um ministry uh with the safety and security mindset. And so uh I think a lot of the credit is I'm just kind of riding Pastor Bill's coattails and, and glad to be on the what what he calls the island of misfit toys out here. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, it's through through getting to know you and and honestly serving in this ministry anyway with you. I if I'm ever in, uh, I don't know if I'm ever in that area, I would definitely want to check out Rock Point. Like Mike said, I'm. I've been I've been pretty encouraged and I honestly I think I could probably walk in and talk to a few a few folks that I've met just from being on the broadcast <laughs> but uh it's it's right definitely in. good stuff. Yeah, we'd love to have you guys yeah. sure. Um I know that would be pretty um, cool. So well, we uh, we're pretty much out of time. So uh, again, Clay, thank you for uh, for giving us your time, and and certainly thank you. thank you for your service to the community and uh, and your your ministry because uh, it certainly couldn't happen without without your help. And honestly, um, you know, we need we need more guys like you in law enforcement Thanks. out in the community uh, because that you know, that, that supports, uh, community and, uh, you know, unfortunately not, there's not enough media attention on guys like you that are making a difference. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate that a lot. That uh, means a lot. And, uh, it can, gives me that, uh, continued confirmation, uh, from God talking through others that, uh, what I'm doing is right and I need to keep doing it. So thank you. I appreciate that a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So we'll, we'll wrap up here, uh, real quick, but, uh, again, uh, if we can serve you or, or help your church, uh, or place of worship in any way, uh, please feel free to reach out to us. And, uh, our website is churchsafetyguys.com. And, uh, we are on, uh, all of the, uh, regular social media platforms that you, you probably use. So check us out, uh, take the, the opportunity. If you're on YouTube, uh, like, and subscribe to our channel, if you would. And, uh, and certainly you can join one of our groups on, on Facebook or one of the other, uh, social media platforms. Uh, but definitely reach out if there's anything we can help you out with, cause we'd love to. And, um, until next week, we will all uh, talk to you later. So have a great week. Be blessed and take care. This hour of broadcasting brought to you by.
twowayradiocenter.com, the Motorola value-added reseller. Thank you for joining the Church Safety Guys broadcast, brought to you by Vigilant Impact. We hope that you found it informative and we appreciate your feedback and interaction. Be sure to share our broadcast with your teams. Join the discussion online and connect with us on social media. For other great ministry resources, download the Church Security app or at our website at churchsafetyguys.com. Remember, keep a servant's heart, a mindset of ministry, and separate disciplina. Always be training. Have a blessed week. Thank you.